Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfell, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truitt, and we're all about helping business people become better business people or just become business people. Good morning, Sean. Hi, Pete. And Nat is playing hooky again. Yeah, he seems to like uh, that occasion. Oh, I tell you. You know, and I, I'm, I'm grateful today. Why? Why am I grateful? You know, I was just reading today that yesterday we had record heat. That's record great. heat. It was uh, the warmest day we've had. Oh, what is it? Over 100 degrees. Uh, the last time we had that was like 2012 or something like that. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was quite hot. I had to play a concert last night. So oh, I- oh my word. <laughs> in the beating sun, all that kind of good stuff. Or hopefully you're in the shade. In the evening, so it was less bad, but it was still, you know, you know, Chicago. The the humidity is like 150 percent. So oh man, yeah, it's so humid. I uh, I had a bad hair day, and I'm bald, right? So uh, from that standpoint. So what I'm grateful though is for air conditioning. You know, we we put a new air conditioning system in last year, and I got to tell you, I I don't know if you don't have air conditioning. That that's it's pretty brutal out there. Yeah, I often wondered if I could survive if I was born before like 1980-something <laughs> in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's 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 red hot out there. And uh, today we have a red hot franchise uh, guest to join us. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I want to introduce Kelsey Stewart. He is the CEO of Bloom and Blinds. Welcome, Kelsey. Thanks, Pete. I like the uh, red hot tie-in. That was crafty. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you guys are absolutely on a roll. But so you're with Bloom and Blinds. You're the CEO. But I want to take a step back because I'm super excited to, for you to share your story. So you guys, uh, I believe your mom started the business uh, when you were uh, young, right? Is that? Yeah, really. So, I mean, the initial in a family entry into window coverings really occurred while I was in high school. Okay. Um, so mom started a, a separate company while we were in Seattle. Uh, that's where I grew up and ran it by herself for about seven years. And okay. I grew up with blinds hanging out in the house. Uh, <laughs> and, and so it, there were bo- piles of boxes. There were, uh, at that time we did blind cleaning. So there were hanging racks in our garage and you couldn't park the cars in the garage. Oh, wow. It was it was just one of those things that was part of my world. And, and you you were just assumed to work in the business. I mean, you you had your jobs to do and they, they kept you busy with all that kind of stuff? Well, at that point, she was just a one-woman show. Yeah. And there really wasn't, again, I was in high school. So I, I went off to college, went and did my own thing. Okay. And I really, you know, I didn't start getting engaged with Bloom and Blinds until my third attempt. Okay. It took, it took two prior attempts where I didn't have the patience or I didn't have the uh, diligence or the dedication to it. And I, so I, I tried twice unsuccessfully, couldn't okay. stick to it. Third time was the charm. I got it. All right. So grew up in an entrepreneur family, sounds like. Yeah. And yeah. you went off and go to college. What did you study at college? Went to school on a pre-med scholarship. And okay. then it switched to psychology, then it switched to business. I never graduated, though I have enough credits to be a brain surgeon. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, it seems like you're doing really well. All right. So so Bloom and Blinds, uh, you guys started out of the house and you, you built yeah. the business. Now, is it my understanding that all three brothers are involved in the business? Yeah. So after that, seven years in Seattle, um, mom got a divorce, relocated to Dallas, and the boys and I ended up migrating down to Dallas uh, in a short 
time after she got there. Um, and so within three years of her starting back up and, and establishing in Dallas, then all three of us were now in the company, uh, effectively working for mom. We were employees. She was the, she was the business owner. Um, and, and we're still here, all three of us. Mom's now retired, and the three of us lead the, fran- the, the company. Yeah. And when did you guys start franchising? Paperwork was 2014, and the first one was uh, first franchise location was open early 2015. Okay, and I think you guys have went through. You, you kind of started out uh, with franchising, but it sounds like you guys supercharged in the last couple of years. Is that right? So you've really kind of picked up the pace in terms of uh, adding franchise partners. Yeah, and I, I think that's because we've gotten better at being a franchisor. I am a blind guy who started a franchise. And it's taken us years to figure out how to be a good franchise or and bring value to our franchise owners and create a system that helps lift them up and helps them run their business and build their business easier. Now that we've got that down in marketing and all the things that you need, now we're way more attractive to the uh, prospective franchise buyer because now there's something there to hold them up and help them. Sure, absolutely. So, so it, it's accelerated it. Yeah, so you're continuing to become better at supporting the franchisees and, and that, that value added for everybody. How how many franchise yeah. locations do you have now? We just crossed over 90. I think there's 91 right now. Ah, well, congratulations. There's, thanks. There, there's 61 owners, 91 franchise okay. territories. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, I, I've had candidates that... Uh, you know, are looking to invest in your franchise and they're really impressed with the leadership, the support that you get uh, with Bloom and Blinds. And so I, I compliment you on that. Um, you know, you're, you're always looking for new partners. Uh, certainly you're going to clear that hundred territories here very soon. So what are you, what are you looking for in terms of franchise partners? I think the, I think the number one thing that we're looking for on our side is somebody who wants a mentorship relationship. Um, we are natural teachers. We have been in the industry for 20 years. And that's that's the best part for us is seeing somebody take all the information and knowledge that we have and really putting it to use. But it takes a mentorship. I need someone who really enjoys having a coach, if you will. Um, from our perspective, we kind of vicariously live through these franchise owners because we used to do the thing and now we run the franchise. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like the high school dad that blew out his knee in his senior year, who now gets to watch his kid play football. Like that's that's really the role I, the world I live in right now. So that's got to uh, bring a lot of joy for you to watch people take your system with your support, your mentoring, and build very successful businesses. It it's so rewarding, and it, and it does. It kind of scratches that man. I used to be able to do that itch. Um, we, I literally get calls periodically when someone calls up and says, Hey, the business model works. Here's exact proof on how it happened just moments ago. And I just wanted to call you. Thank you. Wow. I don't get them daily, but I, I do get them more than I would expect to. Yeah, and it's, that's awesome. It's really fulfilling. So, you know, when we talk about the window treatment space, there's a, there's a lot of competition out there. And, and so my question for you is because you, you've got the, the big ones out there and you guys have been around a long time, but you're really emerging as a franchise concept. I mean, you're really kind of coming into your own. Right. So, so my question for you is, and I want to kind of talk about, go through the different reasons, but what separates you from the competition? It's easy. 
and, and really it takes some background information. Um, the dirty little secret in window coverings is we're all selling about the same quality of product. Like there isn't really a good, better, best. They all are pretty good. Um, so any anything you get from a custom window retailer or window covering retailer, um, we're all selling the same stuff and we're all selling at about industry standardized margins. So you're, you're not going to build your company or find success on product or price. It's the why. And, and creating and selling and presenting value in why you should be the one doing the project, not the product or the price. That's the focal point. So with an emphasis on the why, um, really our, our three main differentiators come in the other value adds. Um, we are, the most distinguishable separator is the fact that we do repairs. We are a company that embraces the idea of fixing and putting blinds or any product back together, whether we sold it or not. And that generic ability to rehab or repair products that we didn't sell on a mobile home or a mobile service is a absolute separator in the window covering space. Nobody's yeah, that, willing to do it. That's very cool. And why aren't why aren't people willing to do it? I think it's um, it's not a big ticket. Um, so if you have a short-term mindset to the growth of your business, you are focused on the big deal, uh, the big dollar items, the tickets that are 10, si- 10 times the size when you sell new stuff. Mm-hmm. For us, we have, we've always had a very long-term perspective on building businesses. And so that willingness to go do a, a small little ticket, sub 200 bucks, um, that articulates to the customer that you're willing to do what's best for them. And you're not just grabbing every penny you can. And it really adds to a lot of long-term business, not only from that customer, but the repeats, the referrals, the online reviews. And in home services, it's it's getting through the front door because then you get to find the other opportunities. And so we're able to get to many more doors than a sales-only organization. Okay, And so, so that's a bunch of the long-term. All right. So you guys do something nobody else does. You do repairs, which is nice. So it's not a big money maker, but it, I would suspect that makes you more recession resistant. So as things change, entirely, so that makes you more recession resistant. Does it also give you the opportunity then to, you know, you're in there to do a repair and it's hard to get anybody to do a repair. Like most of the time we just throw them away. Like my kids wiped out my blinds. We didn't even know you could get them repaired. We just threw them away. <laughs> so, but so when we look at this, when you're in there doing a repair, is there upsells from a standpoint is that, Hey, listen, we can repair it for $200 or you can get a new one for a thousand dollars. Is does that ever happen? Um, it does. We don't treat it as an upsell so much. Um, if a blind's able to be repaired, generically, we repair it. We're not using the repair as a bait and switch tactic. That's not the approach that we're going for. But what does happen, and we call it an oh, by the way statement. So I'm in here fixing the blind, but oh, by the way, I notice that you don't have anything on the living room. Or oh, by the way, you have a bright sun coming through your patio. We have exterior shades. It's a very soft informational opportunity. And what we've learned is that customers, if they have any interest in anything else we do, they'll either ask or they'll grab that, oh, by the way, statement. If I present an, oh, by the way, idea, and then there's no interest, they just let it go. And there's no awkward, and there's no awkward moments. Sure. Franchise owners love it because they don't have to get into this high pressure technique and they don't have to bait and switch. They can just 
present ideas and educate that we have options. And the homeowners guide us as to whether or not they want to do it. And they seem to really appreciate that softer approach. Yeah, no, that's great. All right. So that's one is that you do repairs. What's another competitive advantage that you have? Um, It's definitely going to be our technology platforms. So window coverings is an industry that is run by uh, notepads and pencils behind your ear. You know, some guy named Earl in a red pickup. And Bloom and Blinds has had technology infused from the very beginning. Um, We've got, uh, well, we have a call center that takes incoming calls from our marketing and books the appointments for our franchisees. So that's uploaded into a cloud-based scheduling system that all the franchise owners and their teams have. Um, We've got routing on our way to the appointment. So our our homeowners and customers are watching us drive to the house like an Uber driver. Yeah, so they get to see who we are and exactly down to the minute when we're going to get there. Um, all of the measurements are done with lasers instead of tape measures. Those lasers Bluetooth into the iPads that we're holding that control a quoting software. So we're able to present quotes right there on the spot. And lastly, we have a window covering visualizer where I can literally stand in your living room and show you what those purple Roman shades are gonna look like on your windows with photorealistic uh, imagery that actually will move up and down or rotate open and closed. And we can do that all right there on the first appointment. Wow, that is awesome. Well, I need you yeah, to come yeah. to my house. Uh, <laughs> I need some help. Uh, okay, so I also read something about you guys have AI driven digital marketing. Can you tell Correct. me a little bit about yeah. that? So that's another piece. We. We believe it's in everyone's best interest if we can automate as much of the uh, day-to-day busy work. And marketing is certainly an environment where if you're not an expert, it could be problematic. So we've automated that. We have a third-party company that runs all of our Google AdWords and our pay-per-click and optimization and SEO. And franchise owners have the benefit of an AI-driven Google pay-per-click program. And it's really an incredible process because we've integrated our sales software and CRM back into the marketing team. So every month, the marketing team and the AI gets to see which ads are working. And then ultimately what the dollar value for each particular ad is across the entire system. So the the, the marketing team and the AI knows which ad has a $200 average and which one has a $1,200 average. And so it naturally begins to shift the marketing money towards the ones with the higher dollar averages because we've, we've integrated everything through in a circular form and it gets to see not only who converts, but at what level. Yeah. And that's it just, awesome. it just, it pushes business in the right direction from an advertising standpoint. Right. Franchise owners don't have to do anything. They have to build relationships with their community, but in terms of your traditional marketing, like what ads, what keywords, what demographics, that's all done and automated. Okay. So if I heard you correctly, you know, from your standpoint, you guys separate yourselves from number one, that you guys do services that nobody else does. And that really gets you into the home and you can provide additional services if they need it. The other thing I heard you say is technology, where you guys separate yourself from technology. What about, I was thinking about this a little bit, you're a family owned business. And in today's world, where a lot of franchise systems are owned by private equity and stuff like that, is that a competitive advantage? Is more of a family atmosphere with Bloom and Blinds? It, it's always been for us. Yeah. Um, we have this really sweet spot where we have the size and scale 
because we're a franchise to have some some tools and toys that your average mom and pop can't can't obtain uh, the technology and the you know watch me drive to your house things like that but because we are franchise owners who are generally uh, heavily involved if not owner operator in their business you're dealing with an individual and you're dealing with somebody who has personal pride in their business and the work they're going to do for you because it's their business. Yeah. So we've got, we've got all the benefits of a big company, but we have that personal touch. So we're, we're very big on telling our story, creating the emotional connection um, and that family feeling, like you said, and it could be their family or they could be telling stories about my family. Um, we encourage that that sharing of your history and your story and, and building that connection. That's why we do our work. When we repair blind, we do it in the kitchen. We okay. stand there with the homeowner, hang out, get to know them, chat them up while we're doing our work. We're not hiding in our van yeah. because then we get to create that connection. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And from your standpoint, as, as you look at the business, um, you know, I, I think a little bit about you mentioned, and people can be involved in the business full-time. But we see a growing trend where a lot of people, executives, want to maybe keep their corporate job and start a franchise on the side. Get it going, put a manager in place, watch over that manager 15 to 20 hours a week. And you guys allow franchisees to operate the business semi-absentee? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a slightly different, it's not a different business model, but it's a different way of going about it. Um, but absolutely, if somebody wants to put a, a manager in place, um, we'll support that manager as well as the rest of their team through, from, you know, from our support levels. Um, it's a it's a it's an aggressive plan, and you've got to be really ready to push that business forward to cover the overhead and build it up over the nut uh, every month. But absolutely, if you've got somebody who can run it for you, and you want to be the investor or the the absentee owner, um, we're for it. Uh, yeah. We built out a model similar to that in Austin as a as a pilot, yeah. as a corporate store. I always try to use the term semi-absentee because I don't think there's any business that you can be absentee in. But the idea right. is that if you invest the money, because you're going to need additional capital to pay for that manager because you're not there. Uh, but right. certainly you've got your corporate salary, you've got other income coming in so that you can kind of build it on the side. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to move on now a little bit more to you. And I always like to ask the question uh, first, um, what is the best advice somebody's ever given you? Here's my favorite. In the middle of a conversation, if, if you're listening to somebody and you already know what you're going to reply with, you've already stopped listening. And I find myself guilty of that so often until I heard, I mean, somebody gave me that and now I catch myself on it on the regular, but there's so many times where I'm prepped with a response. And then if I just give them a moment to finish and give myself a, a time to process, then often whatever I thought I was prepped with is it, it changes over time. If you, if you already know what you're going to say, you've stopped listening. It's one of my yeah, favorites. That's great. I'm going to have to use that. Thank you so much. All right. Excellent. Um, I always like to ask, What's your favorite book? Um, I like to escape. So my favorite book uh, is a book by an author, David Morrell. It's the original author of the Rambo series. Okay. Um, and it's, and it's a fifth profession is what the book is called. Uh, and it, it, it's a action packed, you know, thought intensive, mind bending kind of book. Um, it's a big book. I think it's five, 600 pages. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. 
but um, it's not a business book. I we've got enough going on here that when I have a mo- <laughs> when I have a moment, I like to escape. I will say from a business side, uh, well, it doesn't work with the Zoom background, but I'm I'm also digging through a book called The Wealthy Franchise by Scott Greenberg, okay. um, and I don't find it to be anything uh, so eye opening other than just the importance of mindset. And, and how much that controls your future and your path and your possibilities. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's all about that. All right. So you get, you grab your book, the Gen Wine, the 500 pages, where, where, yeah. where's your favorite, where, where do you go to unwind? Do you, do you go to, you got a tropical Island or where, where do you, where's your happy place? <laughs> um, I, I don't sit still a lot, but I have found two places in the world that I can sit still. Um, it's either on a beach uh, with my toes getting, you know, kissed by the waves or on a boat on water. It, water seems to be a very important piece. I'll throw a third one in around a campfire. Right. I can do that. I can, I can sit still, but short of that, you get me going a million miles an hour, just about 24 seven. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I think I read, you have two daughters. Is that right? Yeah. I've got two little girls right now. They're one's about to turn 13 and the other one uh, just turned 10. So we are headed into the fun stage. Uh, I've got three daughters and a son. And I got to tell you, the daughters, uh, I always say, uh, when they were in their teens, I would just walk in the house and I'd say, I'm sorry, forgive me. Does anybody need a hug? And that generally covered the gamut of emotions that were going on. So, but yeah. uh, but we know our daughters are going to be lady bosses. Uh, they are going to run the world uh, for sure. I I was really excited to have girls. I, I grew up in a house full of boys. I've got two other brothers. And I wanted to build strong women. I wanted women that were going to rule the world. And so I take a lot of pride in building very smart girls. When I take them to school, these poor girls, they get, you know, they have to deal with me. And so just last week I was taken to school and we were having a conversation about the dynamics of supply chain and, um, (laughs) and why things are getting more expensive and inflation and, uh, so our conversations on the way to school are a little bit different than probably most in other households. Yeah. Well, and that's precious time, right? You get time uninterrupted with them and, and just enjoy every moment. Cause pretty soon they they graduate from high school and they're off to college and all that kind of stuff. So very good. Yeah. I got five summers left. We're already in a countdown. <laughs> I understand. I'm an empty nester, so I completely understand. Okay. So, Kelsey, you got to be very proud of what you guys have done. I'm excited to continue to watch Blue and Blinds. I think you've done a nice job of separating yourself from the competition. Good leadership and uh, good luck to you guys uh, as you continue to find and build uh, out the franchise system. I appreciate that, man. It's been a blast. And the truth is we're, we, we're really just kind of hitting our stride because we've, we've figured it out in the last couple of years. So now we get to tell the world about it. So opportunities like this and, and guys that are paying attention, I really appreciate it. You got it. All right. Best of luck to you. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.